Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into teaching and learning methodologies for professionals like you. Learn more about John Ellis and the Dynamic Care Consulting on Facebook or on the HVAC Learning Campus at hvaclearningcampus.com. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us once again. This time we're hanging out with John Ellis from Dynamic Air Consulting. John, how are you doing today? Fantastic, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. So one of the topics that we talked about, I think is very important for people to understand, is how to turn data into dollars. As we move forward as an industry, we're starting to use analytics a lot more. You know, data is becoming our friend. And in the past, we've always used data for business management, but what about using data just as a technician, as a contractor, you know, as a business owner? We have resources for looking at data and utilizing that for our own personal growth. So let's dive a little deeper into that and tell us a little bit about your, your background, your experience in the industry, John. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I've, um been in this wonderful industry, uh, HVAC and uh, building science now for 43 years. Oh my wonderful. goodness. I've seen some changes. <laughs> yes, um, you have. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just, just to start off a little background, uh, I owned a contracting business in, in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, what that was is it didn't say uh, uh, it was a, a SoCal Air Dynamics. I was in okay. Southern California and it didn't sure. say heating and air conditioning. It said performance contracting. Really? So early on, I got into that uh, mindset of uh, being able to test, verify and make informed decisions based mm. on that information. Nice. Um, I, I was a, an air balance uh, and commissioning agent, commercial and uh, a heavier commercial, up to 50 tons. Sure. And so that that's collecting data. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also com- commissioned commercial kitchen hoods. Uh-huh. And, and then I got into doing uh, hospitals and surgery centers. And, and it just kept growing from there. Uh, I was also a HERS raider. Oh, nice. And so that allowed me to do third-party testing on residential. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's collecting data. Yeah. And and so good. early on, I was I was a data collector, you know, yeah. in one form or Some another. Form or another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so then I, you know, I also offered. Uh, um, we kind of catered to high-end, high-design um, uh, HVAC. You know, the normal everyday service and installation. And so uh, been been a wonderful experience as that. And in that. In that time as a contractor, I got to uh, kind of hone in on a, a niche market, and that was creating clean, healthy environments for people who were severely respiratory compromised, immunal, um, and, and the likes. And so my clients came to me with a wide variety of, of acute conditions like cystic fibrosis, COPD, immune oncology, lung transplant recipients. Wow. Um, uh, Lyme's disease, sure. uh, valley fever. Uh, people don't realize that those are very, uh, Lyme's disease is very respiratory um, compromising uh, yes. at different stages and right. um, debilitating asthmas all the way down to, uh, you know, garden variety seasonal allergies. And so that, um, that really helped me take my dive into the indoor air quality journey. Makes complete sense. Now, when did you start that journey? I mean, it sounds like it wasn't in the last few years or the last decade. No, no, no. Uh, That I really 
got deep into indoor air quality and the building science aspect mm -hmm. of what we do, uh, along with the mechanical, ab about, I'd say about 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, you know, forefounder of what we now are starting to recognize as what residential HVAC should have always been is understanding air. I mean, we're in the business of moving heat, but we're also in the business of treating air. And a lot of people forget about that when we start thinking about residential. Yeah, and you know, also in the in the realm of indoor air quality, we're, yeah, we're we're conditioning and treating mm -hmm. and cleaning the air, but we are absolutely changing environments yeah, in the living spaces. So, yeah. uh, so fast forward, I, mm -hmm. I I ended up selling my business in California, and I moved, and I I, I kind of retired, and uh, I live in the mountains of New Mexico right now, and nice. then some wonderful opportunities were afforded me and it's just been such a blessing. So um, one of the things I get to do is I teach indoor air quality for Dyke and Amanda Goodman under the HVAC learning campus. And what Absolutely. a great organization. And when yeah. they approached me and they said, John, we want to create a curriculum. I'm absolutely your guy, but I really don't want to stand in front of a classroom and sell products mm. because that's what everybody else is doing. Right. I said, Absolutely. it really needs to be the nuts and bolts and science behind indoor air quality and so i use a blend of building science building forensics and mechanical and it's been well received i've taught it all over the united states and canada and um people are putting to work the information that they get from my my classes so that's been wonderful um i am a business coach and field service trainer for a company called the new flat rate and the yeah. reason it's called new flat rate is because traditional flat rate's been good better best we are a full menu pricing system and that's mm -hmm. and we are not a pricing company but we are a software and process development company and so what that gives me the opportunity to do is go out into the field, work with companies, get into their books, look at where they're profitable, look at each technician at a macro level and say, how are they performing? Are they profitable? And then I get to put on a uniform and get in the trucks and go, go run out. service calls. Oh, man, that sounds I like a good job. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and I get to go in homes all over the United States and right. I see the whole gamut on how yeah. things are installed and, oh, my goodness, there's... Yeah, there, I, I see some doozies out there. You see everything from one to 10 and every, anything yeah, in between. Yes, yes sir. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, but in that, uh, myself and, and the founder, Rodney uh, Cope, were able to create the very first and only in our industry right now, a building science and indoor air quality menu pricing module. And it is fantastic. It was a labor oh. of love. Sure. And to really spell that out, uh, and, and create menus for that has been wonderful. We've beta tested it. It's out there. People are using it with great success. And so that's been, um, that's been a fantastic, uh, experience to be able to do that. Yeah, I bet. Um, one last thing. I am a, um, a product ambassador for dust free. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in that we have a new product that's launching at HR next week. Mm -hmm. I'll see you there next week. Yeah. And uh, we are excited. It's uh it's hospital grade air filtration for residential. Really? All our okay. testing is complete. We're coming at a 0.15 static drop. We're getting um, two to five years on a filter change. We're getting 98% filtration. We've got our MERS 16 credentials. Um, just every, uh, 
just just our data that we've gathered from from the lab is fantastic but we've got uh some units installed in real world and the expectations were so i, I use uh, I, I used a uh, existing five ton system we put our uh, filtration system on that and uh, we came out at a 0.13 static drop 98 percent filtration started off at a 0.87 uh, static and we brought it in when it was all finished at a 0.57 now we're getting there and now and that's on an existing system we only worked on the return air side we did nothing to the other mm -hmm. side and of course we did some cleaning uh, to make sure we we're going to get the best results so that that's been uh very exciting so absolutely so that's it, the elevator version yeah no absolutely <laughs> that's what we're looking for is you know let, let's get into the nuts and bolts of why we do what we do and for you it's very much about having that data to be able to drive results and we talk about this all the time even with the operation and performance of a system you cannot make a determination until you have data to do analysis for. And then we make corrections to that data to make improvements on systems. So that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about being able to validate inputs so that we can control favorable outputs. Absolutely. And um, just to kind of to make it relatable, we, we don't, or I hope we don't, as HVAC professionals, arbitrarily just go and put refrigerant in a system. Right. We, we, we need a set of data points to tell us exactly. whether we need to or not. Maybe we need to take some refrigerant out of a system yeah. to make it, uh, you know, perform uh, to uh, manufacture specifications. And, and so uh, we don't arbitrarily start changing components out of a system because they look old. We actually have to take a set of data points, measurements, to determine what's the best course of action or what's what's the next step in, in a procedure and, and so we we can we can take that concept and expand it all the way out into the home into the building into what's in the air and so that uh just to kind of to make it relatable mm -hmm. we are we are and should be data driven yeah I agree. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of technology in this next few years and next decade that allows technicians and contractors to be able to validate a system and be able to forecast what it could look like. In the past, we've built our models around, all right, let's put some good equipment in here and you should get these results. Well, now we're starting to build enough data that we can look at a system and go, you know what? We can actually forecast the performance of the system and even some filtration and static pressures based on what we have built and learned off from data. So that all that input is really creating much more favorable outputs than we've had to work with in the past. Absolutely. And um, looking back on my, uh, my air balance days mm -hmm. um, and doing commercial kitchens and different things, I really had to put fan laws to work. Back into play. And uh, a lot of residential technicians don't understand fan laws because everything's direct drive and, and things. But, right. but what was really interesting is, one, one you have to learn the math behind right. it. Uh, but once I did that, I just put it into Excel <laughs> so, yeah. it, you know, to make it easier on myself and, and to streamline the process. But using fan laws, you can put in some, uh, a certain set of data points mm -hmm. and then hit go, and it'll forecast what your results will be. What your airflow, what your fan watt draw will be, what, uh, your amperage, uh, what your RPMs will be. And it's like that is all made possible by gathering data. Absolutely. So when when we look at home performance, 
uh, system performance and even indoor air quality, we want to gather a certain set of data points. And so I've kind of broke those into three categories. Okay. And uh, when, when you're when you're in what I like to call the discovery stage or the investigative stage, we look at those three categories. And, and the first one would be uh, more geared towards indoor air quality would be uh, air safety. What's in the air? What are the properties of the air? What pollutants are there? And then once we understand what pollutants and what's in the air, we can understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And then instead of um, addressing the symptom, we can now look for the source and go after the source. I call that source control. Sure. And that gives us a better understanding on what direction. And that it kind of paves the way on what where we should go when we're trying to figure out what a solution or a scope of work would, would be. And then the second part of that component would be uh, the building safety. What's the building doing? And that's where we bring in our building uh, science uh, uh, discipline. And so we have a certain set of data points that we would like to look at. You know, we, we run a blower door and we look at ACH 50 and our infiltration. And then we can do a zonal pressuring and, and moisture mapping and all those things that, that those data points will tell us. And then the third would be the existing mechanical because uh, the, the mechanical, our mechanical systems have the biggest impact on the structure. Right. And, and, and so uh, I've been uh, using NCI, National Comfort Institute's mm -hmm. testing methodology. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with that organization for, my goodness, 19 years now. Wow. So I've been using their methodology for a long time. And sure. with uh, the, the invention of now MeasureQuick, and you know uh tec, TEC and true flow yeah. and yep. and and all those um disciplines now it just makes collecting that data absolutely real yeah. easy for us now sure it's an investment but i mean you've, you've got to have those time. tools and, yeah. and and i tell people all the time hey you know what having a particle scanner or a multi-gas meter or a true flow grid or an airflow hood or a blower door is no different than having a nice you know cordless screwdriver you know drill it's part of it it's Think about the tool. time that we waste not using tools. Uh, if people say, oh, it's going to cost me $1,000 for this. And I go, what is your time worth? Is it worth $100 an hour? And have you wasted 10 hours trying to come up with numbers that you could have had in minutes? And they go, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I have. I said, well, then you already wasted the cost of a tool that you could have been using the entire time. <laughs> sure. And it, it takes me back to, you know, high school when... You know, you take algebra or different things. Yeah. You could you could quickly pull up that uh, information on a calculator, uh, but they always wanted you to show the math. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because I've been doing this so long, I do know how to take those measurements, you know, with man. analog and right. do the math and come up with it. But man, just to have uh, technology just give mm -hmm. you that answer. But I do think it's important to understand how and why that information is coming. So uh, I try to share that in some of my classes, uh, mm -hmm. kind of a long way to get there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of important, but uh, yeah, technology is a wonderful thing. You know, most engineers will tell you, you learn how to do something and then you find a way to do it better or faster. You don't yeah. not get the information. You just try to do it in a more efficient way. And as we try to combat this shortage of technicians that we have in an industry, I keep preaching, how do we do this? we use tools to gather the data that we're looking for faster. Yes, absolutely. So uh, 
going back, so we, we, we've just looked at three categories uh, yeah. for data collection, whether we're doing a, a whole home assessment or we're mm -hmm. just doing an air assessment or just the, the existing oh, mechanical. Really? Yeah. Once we gather that, it's like, okay, well, now what? Now we got a bunch of data points. Well, what do we do with one, it? Yeah, you need to be able to discern the data, mm -hmm. analyze the data. And, and this is where a little experience will come in on telling, what, what's it telling me? What is that data telling me? And, and so from there, that will allow you to, okay, so uh, I've got high particulates. I've got high carbon dioxide uh, in my home. So um, that tells me, or high humidity, that tells mm -hmm. me, well, maybe I should bring in some ventilation. Maybe I should add some dehumidification. Maybe I should make sure that my sensible latent ratios on my equipment it, is in place. You know, is, is uh, do I have high particulates because I've got high infiltration? Uh, is my filtration up to par to help mm -hmm. combat that? And I always like to say, all the filtration in the world is a wash if my infiltration is way too high. And so the data will point us that direction. And once we get there, and then also I think what's important too is comparing the data to what the client is actually experiencing in the home. Sure. Does little Johnny have yeah. asthma? Does mom have multiple chemical sensitivities? It, it, are, are we looking to just have an overall, you know, healthy home? You know, uh, are there infants? Are there older older uh, grandparents in the home? Uh, those are all important on why on helping us make an informed decision for the client using the data. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've just created a process. Yeah. You know, so many times we'll get a call from a homeowner. I'm having this scenario. Well, is that a data point or, or is that an opinion? <laughs> And so without data points, we don't have a complete reference. We need those data points to be able to validate the opinion. And so it really comes down to understanding exactly what that data is and then be able to communicate with the homeowner, I do hear you. And now we actually have data that we can validate or contradict or be able to negotiate so we can understand what the data is actually telling us. And so it always comes back to quality data to be able to make any type of a true evaluation of a situation. Sure. And, and you know, that's, a, that's an interesting statement that you made that um, a, a client has an opinion. And, and yes, it's an opinion at that point. But you know what? Our bodies are the best testing yeah. machines that we have right and, and when a client is experiencing something and then all of a sudden it's like hey you're experiencing this and we found that and now we've just made a connection and we can find a solution and we can find a solution it's it's a wonderful when the process when you get in that point of the process and all the light bulbs start going off and and we've one validated the opinion with data, that's a fantastic thing. Absolutely. We have so many technicians that will say, I would like to sell this product, but what does it really do? <laughs> and I go, whoa, wait, you're selling a product and you don't even know what you were treating in the beginning. Let's go backwards and reevaluate. And so this is how you do it. You simply measure, you collect data, and then you create a result based on your findings. There's a, a couple phrases I use. Uh, one, if you don't test, it's just a guess. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, and the other one I coined from the medical community is prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And, and, and you and you you hit a, a, a key point that's kind of a, a hot topic, and that is people are selling products without understanding what they're even trying to address. And that's where that prescription, we're prescribing products without a proper diagnosis. And that is malpractice. And that's something I try to drive home in my classes uh, as well. And it's uh, now there, there are some fantastic products out there, uh, but it's not cookie cutter, one size fits all. So that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, John Ellis, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're right. This is a prelude into some other potential topics, but it really does come down to we cannot create dollars unless we're using the data in the process. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too.